You are now listening to the QD Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? I'm trying to get a goddamn What's up, everybody? You're listening to the QE Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Egga on the other line. Egga, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the QE Podcast. Today, we are reviewing Don't Breathe 2. I thought this was going to be a direct follow-up from the first one, and it clearly was not. Bruh. This had its own path, <laughs> its own plot, no connection to the first one whatsoever. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. I honestly think this was better than the first one because it was just so crazy. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's better than the first one. I didn't one. think you were going to be on that, bro. I didn't think you were going to be on that. I thought you were going to say Don't Breathe 1 was better. But I fully agree, and I think this is personally my movie of the year. I've never enjoyed oh. this much in this an entire year. I've never enjoyed a movie so much. And I've never been so conflicted during a movie. Like, you didn't know if dude was a hero. You didn't know if he was the enemy. And then I love what they did at the end by not making him the hero, how he really confessed to his sins and then had to die. He wasn't resurrected or no shit like that. Even though we get the post credit scene, which I think was some bullshit, which keeps the hopes alive that he's alive. Hopefully he doesn't come back to life. Hopefully he's dead. But I love what they did throughout the entire movie. I was conflicted and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And I might watch this shit sooner than later. I, I don't know if I'll give it movie of the year right now. Uh, it's definitely a strong candidate because... For this movie are terrible. Like 4 out of 10, 40%. But I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, bro. I, I wouldn't give it movie of the year. I still got Cruella up there. And after seeing Candyman... And I got Candyman up there. Cruella and Candyman are like my two nominees right now. Spider-Man is going to be the best movie of the That's year. True. Granted, it comes, <laughs> it, it comes out in December, like literally a few days before the end of the year. But Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be the best movie of the year. But if I had to go, I'd say Spider-Man, Candyman, Cruella, Don't Breathe 2. If I had to go in order. It, it's top five for sure. And the thing about this movie, they kept the same essence of the mo the first movie, but it was like a different plot, a different girl who was involved, different thugs, different goals at the end of the day. And then we seen what happened with the little girl and her parents. So much shit was going on because in the first one, it was so simple. Three kids breaking in, the blind man trying to kill them. And we found out that the blind man is crazy as hell. It wasn't too much to it. But this one got way more intricate when it came to the plot my nigga so much shit man and I, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself man but before we dive into anything let's let me give you guys the synopsis so it is a blind veteran must use his military training to save a young orphan from a group of thugs who break into his home same thing from the first one um but what were your expectations coming into the film uh my expectations were it was going to be a direct follow-up from the first one, uh, even if it wasn't a direct follow-up. I thought they were going to pull certain things from the first one, and they didn't do that at all, bro. Like I was yeah. so shocked by that. Me I too. thought at least the girl from the last one was going to be in this one. I thought the same because how the how the first one ended, it was the girl. She was walking away. It was her and her little girl walking away like into the train station. So I'm like, is he going to hunt them down or are they going to come back to the city and try to rob them? I didn't know what they were going to right. do with that plot. And that's why I thought it was going to be a prequel show how he got to this point. Maybe how he ended up getting into that situation, how he had the girl hold up 
in the first movie. I thought it was going to be a prequel to that, but to get like an eight year later follow up and it'd be a completely different movie. This girl, we just assume it's, we don't know if it's his daughter, but we just start like questioning what the relationship is there. Like so many questions coming into it, but I like the way they went about the shit though. I like because it's crazy because I think the house that, um, so we could just go ahead and get some of the character names off. Uh, the blind man, his name is Norman. The little girl in this movie, her name is Phoenix, and her parents are Josephine and Raylan. Raylan. So when Josephine and Raylan, when their meth house blew up, I'm assuming that it was in the same neighborhood that his house was in. So I feel like that's why in the beginning of the movie when he walks up on her after the house explodes, because that's where my mind went. I'm like, how was he just so happened to be out that same day? And I feel like the, the day that happened in the first one where the girl actually got away that next morning, I feel mm-hmm. like it might've happened that same day with that meth house exploding, but no, nah, that can't be the case because he, he went to the hospital. Yeah, this this is eight years later. This was eight years later, following that that day. Oh, for real? That was it. Was this is eight years following the first movie? So this is eight years removed. Ah. Because you see everything that happened. They try to give you the backstory with the little girl, how he find found her in the burning building, and he ended up lying to her about the parents, how the parents were, uh, they were dead at that point, and he ended up just lying to her about that. But they show you the backstory. So he was just around in that area for a minute because we see he has a new house. He lives in like a completely different community looks like than he is in the first one he's still on the outskirts though he's he's still still on the outskirts but it was definitely a different house different community but he was still like in a rural area but it was definitely different but this is eight years following so it it was no connection and that's why i was surprised by it because i thought it was gonna be like like the next month or some shit and then we picking up with this shit but this is not this is eight years later and how did you feel about him basically keeping the little girl locked up because she didn't know who her parents were? She, well, she, in her mind, he's her father at the moment until the truth is revealed. But mm-hmm. I felt like it was weird that he just kept her locked up. And the officer that would take her to town every now and then, I don't, I'm surprised she didn't think it was weird that you just keeping your child locked up like this. And she she did find it where that's why she tried to take her out. But she really couldn't do anything because the child she thought the child was his. So it's like, it's your kid. You got to you got to call the shots on what your kid is doing. Like, I can't tell you how to raise your kids. And that was the mentality that he had. But that was why I like the movie, though, bro, because or love the movie, because it kept you so conflicted because it's like, damn, this ain't his kid. But you understood why he took the kid away from that area, because I'm assuming why the house blew up in the first place was because of a, a meth lab explosion in there. And that's why he took the girl out of that environment. So he probably already knew what was going on in that house and was like, OK, I hear a baby uh, crying. Like, let me take her out of this situation because I know what's going on here isn't for her. But they kept you in the middle because it it didn't give you hero vibes, but it didn't give you like, you know, what I'm saying like uh, like he was like a shit person. It made you feel yeah. both ways about him because we still know him from the first movie that he's a rapist. Like, man, dude kills like dude is a piece of shit, but he has a heart at the end of the day. So you really didn't know how to feel, especially at the end when not at the end, but in the middle when you ended up finding out about Raylan. We see all the thugs end up coming into the house. And to start off this whole entire plot, they end up showing on the news that there are people that are coming around stealing organs from children um people from the military something like that are stealing organs from children and it's a whole whole um like statewide situation that was going on it's like a warrant out it's a warrant out for a doctor too 
like the, yeah. the surgeon that's working on these people and harvesting the organs. There's a warrant out for them and everything. So I yeah. and well, not to go too far of your point, real quick. Did you think it was weird the way her dad first stepped her, her real dad? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, that shit was so weird because it he it made you feel like it was like some creep shit, some rape shit, or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like you her dad this whole time. <laughs> like I wouldn't even believed you if you said you was my dad in the first place. But it was the connection with the hair. Oh, girl mm-hmm. used to always ask like, how did where did I get my white hair from? And he used to say like, yeah, you got it from your mom. But she really got it from him. And once she seen that, she was just like, oh, I, I probably am related to you. Like, there you see the connection. Yeah. But I was just like, why did you come up to her like that? It was so fucking weird. Yeah, bro. I don't know why they wrote that in the script because he's talking <laughs> about you look real good. Like, first off, you're in the you're in the women's bathroom <laughs> and I'm by myself. And like you're not letting me leave, and you sitting here calling me beautiful and everything. Like what? Like I, I didn't like the way they. And you're supposed to be my yeah. dad like 45 minutes later. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was real sexual right there, and it wasn't supposed to be. It, it wasn't good at all. <laughs> but before I even dive into the first plot with them running up in the house, how did you feel about the the lady that she was running with, the cop that she was ended up running with, um, in the beginning? Like she used to go to the park with her and shit like that, because. At one point, at the beginning of the movie, I thought she was damn near in cahoots with those people who were running up. Yeah, so how did you feel about that? I Until I realized that she wasn't, I thought the same thing. I'm like, hmm, I don't feel like, I feel like something is going to happen sooner or later with her being the only person that picks her up and sees her. I feel like she's probably going to keep her out too late or something like that. But you find out pretty quick into the movie that she's actually a good person. So I, I thought she was going to end up being one of the people that broke into the house the way that the trailers made it look. So that's why I didn't know how to feel within like the first 20 minutes of the movie. I felt the same way. And once I see them like that, she has a confrontation with like the four thugs or whatever. I'm just like, oh, so y'all not together because when she walked up to the car, I'm like, oh, they we're going to see that they're in cahoots. But she came up talking shit like, oh, y'all, y'all got to move this, that, and the third. I'm like. So y'all don't know each other. And when I seen that nigga come out of the back seat and hit her ass with the hammer over the head, he started digging in on her ass. I'm just like, oh, so that was, they didn't have any connection at the fuck off. Crazy, bro. And and I that thought they were going to give her a little leeway because they ended up saying that everybody was in the military. So I'm like, oh, they're going to let her I'm just saying. Her. <laughs> None of that shit was given. <laughs> so that shit's crazy. They should have called the police before she even got her car. <laughs> For real, because them niggas was already suspicious, and you already seen them before because she seen dude come out of the bathroom when when she he was following the girl, and she didn't say anything. So I'm just like, come on, bro. You knew some shit was up, and the dog he knew some shit was up. That the dog really the only person that saved her in that situation. I'm just like, right. You knew what was going on. That's why I thought it was like a connection between them and the thugs. But going back to the point, man. Let's go. Just start off with the the break in scene. So we see that the the little girl is in her room. She's reading a story. I think that uh, the blind man ends up going out that night. I think he wants to check on his dog. We end up finding out that the thugs ended up shooting the dog. And now I feel like that was a real big point last episode, too. Like, he was real protective of his dog. R.I.P. Shadow, man. Yeah. Shadow ain't did nothing to nobody. I ain't like him <laughs> in, the first, in the first movie. I ain't like, I'm like yeah, we got to knock this dog off. <laughs> but in this episode, he was real chill. He was really like a family dog at this point. And you see that relate to the other dog later in the movie. Yeah. Because you know, he, he spared the other dog life. 
How did you feel about how skilled she was as such a young girl? Because when we see the people break in and she's evading everybody coming up the stairs, she's hiding. Like she has like little spaces in the house where she knows she can hide. Do you give credit to him for putting that in her mind that you have to be aware of everything that goes on? Because in the beginning, we see her go through like certain training, like, hey, you got to be ready. Like you don't know who's going to be chasing you in certain situations. You don't know when the dog going to come after you. Do you give him the credit or do you give her just that that? instinct i give i give both credit because she's really young so it's hard to like learn and adapt to that as quick as she did as quick as she did but with him i give him so much credit because like you're blind yeah you're you're older and you've lived most of your life blind but to be able to teach a child how to do this throughout a house that you can't even see in like you're really going off of um sound and smell like that's crazy so the fact that he taught her all of that as an old blind man, I thought that was incredible. That shit was crazy. Once I see her hanging on the shit, because when you see it, like two yeah. people go upstairs at the same time, you're like, what a girl at? You see her hanging from like the side of the stairs. I'm just like, this girl, an OG, my nigga. This hell, like you would have thought this wasn't her first robbery, how the shit and, was going. And she know how to land. Like she knows how to land really quiet and everything. I'm like, bro, she a spy. <laughs> like, she got she spaces in the closet where she knows she can hide. Even when people but, come in, you ain't going to see her. She made me I'm mad. Like, she made me mad when she hid in the closet and then got out. Like, just stay where you are. They already looked in the closet and didn't see you in there. Just stay there. Just exactly. Stay there. So that's what you say. That's what you give to youth at that point because she thinks she has to keep moving. But it's like, nobody knows you there. You're there. Like, they're not going to come back for you when they already checked that spot. My nigga. They're not going to look deeper. But we get back to the spot. This is when the, the blind man ends up finding out that something is wrong with Shadow. He has been shot. So he comes back to the house. He hears screaming like he knows something is going on and that the little girl is in danger. He goes back to the house and we see that I think they end up finding the, the little girl at this point. But I think she ends up running into the, the red box in the basement. I think that was the next scene. Or did he end up uh, telling yeah, her that? Yeah, the, the red box. The It was like a safe or something like that downstairs. What what was the scene, bro, when my boy got his mouth uh glued together? <laughs> he went on blind dude Norman, he went on a rampage when he got back to the house, bro. He he super glued dude mouth shut. But this one, this one was smart. The the other dude that was with him, I didn't even pay attention to the fact it's painful as hell and it's gonna mm -hmm. hurt. But he poked the hole into his uh cheek so he could breathe still. And I was like, bro, that's some smart ass shit. That like, was smart I never as fuck. Thought of that. I never would have thought. I would have definitely cut that, that nigga mouth open and fucked that nigga whole shit. Because you see, when he actually cut his mouth, hella blood was coming. Because I'm guessing you, you cutting your lips at the same time. So hella yeah. blood was coming out of that shit. I was just like, I never would have thought about the side whole shit. Like, that was shit was definitely mm -hmm. genius, bro. But we For see. Real. But one thing I was questioning about this whole entire movie is. Even though I know he has a connection with dogs and dogs really lead him around places, I didn't know he was going to leave like the house because I know he knows the the house, the location. He knows where everything is. But once I seen him later in the movie go to another location, and he was basically knowing where everything was at. That nigga was moving around how he wanted to and shit. I'm just like, how how is that possible? And you don't even know where you at. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I, know it, I, I think it's just the fact he got used to where he was staying, like because. Like he went like what eight years without an incident, so I'm sure in those eight years you get comfortable. You're like, okay, I'll go outside now, or I'll just walk around just to walk around and feel where I'm at. So I feel like that's why he was so used to where he was at this point. He had I'm a greenhouse about, and everything. 
But I'm talking about even in the the location that we see at the end in the meth lab, like that nigga was moving around oh. there too. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like at the end, like we see him moving around. So I'm like, how is he moving around so well? And nobody was leading him. Like it wasn't even a dog by the ending scenes where he was going on a rampage trying to find the girl. It's just like, how are you working your way around and you didn't know where shit was at? I think it's just because your other senses are heightened. So it's just like the sounds of you knocking against things and I, I think we all have that sense of like when your eyes are closed, you can kind of sense what's around you. Mm-hmm. I feel, excuse me, I feel like that's just heightened now that he's like blind and can't use his sight at all. Yeah. It's like, the, was... it's like the same way when you know somebody behind you, like you can't see it or feel it. But if you know somebody behind you, you like, oh shit. And you actually see somebody. Because that's one thing I wasn't expecting with the film, them to go to other locations, because I think that's what they were trying to keep with the first one. Like keep him mm-hmm. in one location because he knows where everything is at. So he can feel everything. He he can hear shit. But once I see him go to different locations, I'm just like, oh, like the the franchise can kind of get expanded even though we don't need a don't breathe uh three it's like if this nigga can go to different locations and hunt down whoever the fuck he can it's like this nigga is just batman basically he can do whatever the fuck he want to and that's who i compared that nigga to i wrote that in my notes bro i said this nigga was blind batman bro this nigga be kicking everybody ass my nigga got mental issues and all that shit this is a blind batman that we want every watching right now bro he kills though that's the only difference he kills yeah he kills he kills bro All right, man. Let, let's be forward with this shit, man. So we get to the scenes where let's let's get to the truth telling scene. So we see that my, my girl gets out of the red box, and that situation was kind of scary in itself because you see that one of the thugs was p- uh, putting all of the water inside of the red box. He could have almost electrocuted her because uh, he put the wire in there. But the blind dude ended up saving her, ended up killing that thug, and ended up getting out of out of that situation because I didn't think she was gonna die that soon, but. I was like, I don't, I didn't know how she was gonna get out of that shit because it was like, yeah, I didn't know either. Once the door didn't open, I was like, I don't know how this would work. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that shit was crazy, man. But let's get to the the situation where we find out the truth about the man, so about mm-hmm. the blind man. So we see that everybody is in the the greenhouse and the, the blind man and the little girl are hiding. So the railing starts to speak saying like, he's not the man he you think he is like, he's not your father. Like let the truth be known. So obviously the blind man knows the truth and he comes out, tries to hit railing. Railing ends up hitting that nigga on the ground, kicking that nigga ass. And the girl ends up getting up, getting uh, found out. And railing ends up telling her the truth. How did you feel about that scene? And how surprised were you with that whole connection between them? I wasn't really surprised he was her father. I think I was just surprised at the fact of the meth shit. Like, the whole meth yeah. lab shit. That's the shit that surprised me. I was like, whoa, this is sounding real Florida-ish. <laughs> because I was surprised because why, after eight years, is this your first time coming to see her or coming to rescue her? Why, after all of this time, is this... You know what I'm saying? That's why I was kind of confused or conflicted in the film because... Damn, it's been eight years of you just showing up. You probably knew but where he, she stayed at the whole time. He probably didn't know. He probably didn't know who, um, who like found his daughter or in his mind captured his daughter that day. I think he knew where she was, bro, but he didn't want to deal with her until that lady was sick, bro. Until his wife was sick, he wasn't worried about his daughter. He was probably happy because you see that they cared more about the product 
than the little girl, bro. That's the reason that they wanted Josephine to stay alive because she was the one making the product. They didn't care about that little girl. They didn't care about that little girl until they had to save Josephine. So it's like after eight years, you finally show up to rescue her. Shit was just fishy to begin with. And it's just like, that's why I said like, you don't want the blind man to be the hero because he's done so much deep, dark shit. But he high key did save this girl because his parents were some piece of shit people and they would have probably ended up killing her if they were in their possession. So it's like this shit had you so conflicted, bro. You know, another reason why they probably waited eight years, because she she clearly wasn't the first person they've abducted before. Mm -hmm. And like I said, there was a warrant out for that surgeon already. Maybe they did the same thing with so many other people that it was to a point where it was like, okay, fuck, we probably need a permanent solution. And then that's when they thought, okay, let's try and get our daughter. Maybe her heart will actually be the permanent solution to where she doesn't have to continue swapping hearts with people. And that was, that's what the mother ended up saying. She ended up saying, like, I need a, a, a actual blood donor that's a part of my family bloodline. Because, like mm -hmm. you said, they probably have tried everybody else. But it's like, only you will most likely work. But the fact of the matter is, bro... And I wrote this down in my notes. Let me see. What, That'll be the what? day I cuss my mama out. That, that, that too. <laughs> but I wrote down this in my notes, bro. I said, what's worse? The old man lying to you for eight years about how you grow, how you grew up. Like he's lying, saying that he's your father. Like he's had you since you were a baby or your parents that want to kill you. Which one is worse? <laughs> oh, my parents. My parents all real. I could deal with you lying to me about like. I, granted, it'll hurt, and I'll be like, damn, like you lied to me for eight years. But I'm still a kid. I still got a whole lot of life left to go, so I'll get over it eventually. But my parents, like <laughs> my true parents, trying to kill me, and you're not trying to – actually, there's no good reason. But you're trying to kill me to, like, maintain your job as, like, drug dealers, and you're doing a pretty terrible job, by the way, yeah. because you're in this ran-down, crackhead-ass motel. <laughs> With no power or anything. <laughs> that, shit, that shit was crazy. Bro, this was bro, that, shit, that, that whole shit. setup was sketchy, bro. When that girl woke up and walked outside, I was just like, bro, what's going on here? Like, where is this location at? Like, and, I was, and then you see you. you see Josephine roll up in the wheelchair in the dark, like <laughs> looking like Professor X and shit. shit. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, what? And she's singing the lullaby while she creepily rolling up on her. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what angle they was trying to go with this movie, but Bro, this shit was crazy. That's, this is why I say, man, was this the perfect movie? No. But this shit, I thoroughly enjoyed myself this whole time, bro. The emotions, my nigga, the funny moments, man. This shit was amazing, bro. It'll mess uh, your head up for real. It'll, 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 it will really mess your head up because you you it had you feeling one way for a point of time because you she ends up finding her parents. So we get to the point where they end up burning down a blind man's house. They end up capturing the girl, and we see that the blind man is just outside. He confused and he ends up uh, passing out. We get to the next scene where we get the girl waking up. Her dad is there and he starts to explain to her what's her real name, what's her real background. And then that's where we get to the scene where she ends up wanting to leave, but she ends up finding the mom, the scene that you just brought up. But I was just so conflicted because she was finding her real self. She was finding her people. She was finding her real name. And they were giving her so much bullshit until the point where you like you found that little like the white stuff in the, the orange juice. I'm just like, don't tell me they finna go this route, bro. That's what fucked my mind up, bro. Once they started real, telling her too. about the shit. Man, me and Denisha, I was looking at her. I'm like, babe, 
they're not going to drug this little girl. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Everything that you thought was too far, they did it. <laughs> exactly, exactly, bro. Exactly. Like your parents who haven't seen you in eight years tell you all of this shit. But once she started to explain, like the mom started to explain her situation, I'm just like, don't tell me they, they want this girl. I was like, girl. no, don't tell me they, oh, my God. <laughs> And then not only did they tell her, but they they're not they don't care what she has to say about it. They're gonna drug her and do it anyway. I'm like, bro, That's and they're not even really paying the surgeon for real. Like, what? Cause what are you getting? Like, you see their work environment you're in. You know you're not gonna get that much money. For and them. just think about that from a parent's perspective, bro. Like, you would rather kill your daughter than die. That's crazy from a parent perspective. You are most likely rather die than for your kid to die. But they were so caught up in the business. They were meth heads at the end of the day. You see, all the niggas was skinny. They just were worried about the product and pushing that shit out. They were not worried about the little girl at all. Like, their morals were all over the place in this film. <laughs> like, their morals was all over but, the place. But shout out, shout out to the, uh, I can't remember his name. I oh, think the, the one dude who ended up saying some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Duke. I think his name was Duke or something like that. Yeah. yeah. He was like, bro, like, I, I can't be down with this shit no more. Like, th this is wrong. Like, we're trying to harvest kids' organs and shit. And everybody looked at him like, hey, bro, it's the job. Just, just do your job and then go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, what? It's only one nigga with a moral compass in here? <laughs> and this, oh, this is another scene I want to talk about, too, because I think this high key helped her transition into what we see at the end. So that one scene we get in the greenhouse where I think everybody was outside of the greenhouse at this time, but he ended up sneaking back in. The blind man ended up sneaking back into the greenhouse to protect the girl. And we see that the one person who was holding the girl, it was the person who got his, his mouth glued. We see yeah. that he ended up tripping him down, ended up beating his ass and smushing his face. And the girl kept saying, stop, stop, stop. I think once she seen that her father, quote unquote, did that, she was just like, damn, this nigga is a monster. But then yeah. we get to the end where she killing niggas and shit. She stabbing. I'm just like, is did, did that start the transition into her high key becoming a monster or some shit? Or started? Nah, I feel like it was just a, she was in survival mode. It's like she had no choice but to do that. With him, he kind of did too, but he excessively, like, the nigga was dead. Like, you didn't have to keep beating his. Didn't she stab somebody else before she ended up uh, stabbing her dad at the end? I feel like she stabbed somebody else. Bro. If she did, I, I don't remember off the top of my head if she did. Damn, bro, because I put that in my notes, bro. I said, because this, this is what I put on my notes. I said, I thought she was going to be a monster too. I thought they were going to take it like the Michael Myers route. If you watch the Halloween oh, yeah. series. I, yeah. I know she thought she was gonna be kind of you know fucked because you you have a very fucked up background. You either gonna accept that you have a a rapist, kidnapping killer as a parent, yeah. or two meth head scientists as a parent who tried to kill you as well. So it's like yeah, either so way you, you're going, you you have a true villain story. Either way you want to go, exactly <laughs> because I put that down too. Like is she turning into a survivor or a monster? Like because we see it in the Halloween series with Michael Myers. We see that once he gets to the point where he tracks down his niece, we see that the niece ends up killing people because she's seen what her uncle did and does she have that gene because she's related to him. I thought it was going to be on some type of time like that. And it kind of was at the end when she actually stabbed him. It's like she ain't that same innocent little girl that we see at the beginning. Like she ready, she's yeah. willing to do anything to save or to survive or to kill to get out of this type of situation. So I was, I like that. I like that theme at the end. I felt real Halloween Michael Myers vibes. I, I definitely I did, did too. 
I definitely oh, but did. he had that dog. I forgot uh blind dude Norman. We was wondering how he was able to, you know, feel where he was and shit. He did have the dog because the, the, the dog, dog wasn't with him the dog. whole time, though. It it wasn't, but it got him there. Like it took yeah. him all the way to the motel and then took him inside at least because he was like, go home. So he did have the dog. He befriended the dog because the dog was trying to kill him at first, but then he saved it and then it was cool. All right. So going back to the mom situation when they end up drugging the girl, you, you know the type of situation that went down. The surgeon was about to do uh, surgery on her. I had put, why are y'all doing all of this extra shit? Why can't you guys just find another cook? How hard is it to just find another cook than running up in niggas' houses capturing little people, little children? I didn't understand the, the, the objective here, bro. You would think that they enjoy doing what they did because how hard is it to find a, a meth cook than to actually revive her? I don't know. I, I, mm. I know meth is one Crap. of the most exclusive and hardest ones. I about to, to say crack. You can find anybody there that could crack, but meth, you gotta really know what you're doing. Otherwise, you like your house is, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, your house is going to explode. Like I mm -hmm. feel like you have to like because that's why they they don't really call crack cookers like scientists. But if you cook meth, like they consider you a scientist. Like you're truly like mixing chemicals for real to make some shit. But we just seen in the flashback that their house was blown up, most likely due to a meth experiment. So you just seen your house blow up, but you want her to do it again? <laughs> so she would have blew up that whole entire spot. So it was just like, oh yeah, what that was doing? a test trial. They, <laughs> they they live and learn. They they obviously lived and they learned. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy that y'all got all the way here, man. This, this shit crazy. <laughs> but now we get to the point where we see that the, uh, the power in the motel goes out. We know that the blind man is in the area. The, the thugs start to realize it's the blind man. It has to be him coming back for the little girl. The surgeon can't do surgery anymore. So everybody is like sitting ducks at this point. And the thugs got to go downstairs. And they see the blind man laying down in the water. Bro, tell me how you felt about that scene, about the, the, the touch shit with the water and all that. That shit was probably the coolest scene of the whole movie. Because I'm like, e even though... He didn't kill all of them because the last dude, Duke, the one that we was talking about with, you know, who had the high morals and shit and thought the shit was wrong. He ran out of bullets by the time it got to him. So that was the only fucked up part about it. But the fact that he felt the vibrations from the water and knew where everybody was, I was like, that's the best part of the movie. Bruh, like what type of military training prepares you for that though? I know he had military training, but they don't prepare you for being blind. So to have that type of sense of like, nigga, I know where everybody at just by the feel of where the water coming from is kind of mm -hmm. crazy. Like how you know three niggas standing there? How you know four niggas was standing there? Like th that type of shit. I'm just like, how does he know this shit? Like, I know you hear niggas, but that shit just is crazy. That's why I was calling this nigga Black Batman. He was literally <laughs> the blind Batman. This The darkness is his friend, just like Batman. You see that shit, bro? <laughs> No, that was Bane who said stop, that. Bane said that shit in Dark Knight Rises. Batman. I swear to God, this nigga Batman, bro. He a blind Batman, bro. Stop calling him Batman. <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck the, bro. Because you see it in Dark Knight Rises, bro. What that nigga Bane said. The darkness like, is my oh, friend. You think, you think darkness is your ally? <laughs> <laughs> you really adopted it. I was born in it. <laughs> exactly. This nigga the same way. He has adopted this shit, bro. Damn near can say he's born in it because he's lived with this shit for so long. He's definitely Batman, bro. Definitely the Batman. <laughs> that shit funny. And uh, what we get next? So we get to the... What's after that, bro? Because we get to the point he ends up going to save the little girl. 
we get to the pool part at this point where they're in the yeah the we're basically pool at the pool because we i think we killed some people along the way then we get to yeah. the pool part and that was a crazy ass scene too because we see the little girl is chained up to her mom on the wheelchair and we see that Raylan and uh the blind man going back and forth i knew they was gonna do some dumb shit like i knew that bro when i seen her mom just going super slow towards the edge <laughs> of the pool i'm like they're not gonna give the little girl sense to just move her mom out the way they're gonna just let her slowly just go off the edge that that's probably the only part that pissed me off about that because i'm like how <laughs> yeah I, I definitely feel you i definitely figure that I, it's it's so hard to think in those type of situations she's just trying to think of let me get these handcuffs off it's just like you can save yourself by just turning it. Like, I'd rather her run into a wall. <laughs> like, because how deep was it? It was like, what? Bro, it was deep. She, she died was like off impact. Ten foot drop. Yeah, she died off impact. No water was in there. Crazy. <laughs> that shit was definitely crazy. <laughs> she, was yeah, she, she got shot regardless, though. She got shot before she even fell in there. True. She did get shot regardless. Yeah, so she definitely wasn't thinking about this turning this shit. She was just like, I got to get off this lady because if this lady go down there, I'm dead too type shit. So we see that the uh, Raylan and um and the blind man going back and forth beating each other up. But I will say this, bro. That last kill was OP when the blind man ended up killing Raylan and pu- putting the uh, the thumbs in his eyes. And what he ended up saying, he was like, oh, now you're going to feel how I see. Yeah, I was like, that shit was so fire, my nigga. Oh, my God. That last kill was so OP. The, the but, fact that he didn't kill him, though. That's he didn't what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The fact that he wasn't dead and he could still know where shit was at. And he still ended up stabbing the blind man again before the girl ended up uh, killing him with the sword. I'm just like, bruh. That shit, that ending was crazy, bro. I don't care what nobody crazy. say. That ending was crazy. And then we get to the point where he ends up starting, uh, the blind man starts to confess what he's done. Because at the end, it's like, okay, you're, you're high-key my father again. Even though you've lied to me, you're better than these people who are my biological parents. You're still my father. I look at you as my father. And he said, no, don't come back. I, I, I'm a rapist. Like I'm a murderer. I've done bad things. Like I'm not a good influence for you. And we see that she, even though he said all of that, like she was still walking toward him. Like, man, I don't give a fuck about any of that. You still have looked out for me for all of these years and try to protect me. But he was like, no, you got to get out of here. You got to go. You got to go. And we see she ends up running out of the, the, the pool or that little warehouse motel. And she ends up going to the the, the convent, what was it called? The convent uh, uh, nursery was, home. Yeah, uh, damn, it wasn't an orphanage, but it was it was just like a children's home. Or yeah, like that. it was. Yeah, we see her going through the, uh, the convent children's home, and they ask her what her name is. She said, "My name is Phoenix," because she's uh, she's wanted friends this whole time. Like I said a few minutes ago, it's like he kept her in the house all her life, and she never was allowed really to have um other kid friends so that was something she was longing for the entire movie yeah and i'm glad she got that but you know what i thought about at the end bro because what i didn't know what her name was at first i don't remember them saying her name at the beginning like her name was phoenix like i don't remember that at all but when she said her name was phoenix i immediately thought x-men i'm like are they gonna spin this into a whole x-men phoenix shit I'm like, where, where are we going here? Where are we going? I don't know. I swear to God, but I wrote that in my notes. I'm like, are we going X-Men around here? I don't know where this is this. They they get they can branch off of Don't Breathe, go X-Men. What are we doing here? Marvel coming up? I don't hey, know. That would have been the most like I would have gave it. If it would have did that, I would have gave it movie of the year. Because that would have been the most original crossover idea I've ever would have seen. That would have been crazy. 
Bro, that's immediately what I thought of. She's like, Phoenix. I'm like, Phoenix? Why would you call yourself that? I'm like, she definitely talking X-Men. She definitely Jean Grey. But Phoenix, rise from the ashes, because that's usually what the bird is. The bird of fire and rise from the ashes and everything. So I get it. Yeah, man. But I love this shit, man. But what was some of your favorite three, theme, uh, themes, favorite scenes, favorite characters? Uh, I'd say the, my favorite theme about the movie was there's there's always room to grow and you can always become a better person. So with the blind man, that's definitely what it was. Yeah, like you can say him raping people is unforgivable, him killing people is unforgivable, but it, as long as you as yourself, if you can forgive yourself and try to be better in any type of way, then that's what's important. And that's what he did with Raising Phoenix. He was like, look, I've done X, Y, and Z. I still should probably never be a trusted individual but let me do this one thing right and raise this girl. So. But do you think that was his intentions the whole time? Because we see it in Don't Breathe 1 that he just wanted a little girl to replace who he had ended up losing, like his real actual daughter. That's why the first girl holed up in the first movie, that's why she was there to birth his daughter. And that's probably why she he ended up capturing the girl uh, in this movie because he wanted that daughter presence. So was it always to protect her? Or was it to just have a daughter once again? It, it was probably both. It was probably both. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it was for his benefit, but he was also saving her at the same time. So he was. Yeah, it, it could be it could be eh, you use that for your own game, but he still tried to do some good. And that's why I said that's why I like the dichotomy of shit, because it left you still not liking the the end character and that's why they really put it like right in your face with the confession like he's still this type of nigga even though you're looking at him like a hero right yeah. now because he said the girl he still has done all of this shit in the past two movies like do not forget that shit he's not a good nigga so i'm glad they really put that in your face so you don't forget that shit but bro, he, this is the year of this is the year of the villains bro for real yeah. because you see, we love Loki with all the Marvel stuff. Wanda is turning into a villain, kind of, and we're going to love that. Uh, Candyman, with the way they had all the Black History shit, we'll, we'll do a Candyman review for y'all, too. But the way they influenced all the Black History shit into this movie with Candyman, it's like we're loving all of these villains. And now even with him, it's like, even though we don't love him, it's like we were rooting for him throughout the entire movie. So this is the year of the villains, for sure. Yeah, man, it really left you on edge, really left you like not knowing what how you should feel about the, the blind man. You see that he could possibly be dead at this point, but you get the post credit scene uh, that's leaving hope that he could still be alive. But do you think there should be a don't breathe three? No, <laughs> they he should dead. be. He needs to be dead. If they find a way to bring him back, don't breathe three. It's going to be trash. It's like, going it, to gonna, trash. It's going to be trash just off of the fact that this man isn't supposed to be alive. So <laughs> I'm it's, just it's not going to take anything serious. It's going to be trash. I think you guys should leave off on a high. I think this movie is a high. I love this movie. One and two, this might go down as one of the best horror series of all time or like sleeper horror series because you don't hear a lot of people bring up Don't Breathe when it comes to like yeah. great horror series. But it's this original, is definitely one. It's original. It's suspenseful. And both have very good endings. Like that's hard. That's, to do that's that two hard. times yeah hard. <laughs> yeah bro so this is definitely up there when it comes to good to great horror series suspense series drama series bro it's definitely up there for me and like i said once again even though this is not the perfect movie you can poke holes in it all you want i don't give a fuck 
this is my movie of the year just off the enjoyment and me being so conflicted throughout the movie, not knowing how to feel. I just really love this shit. And, and one thing I want to say when it comes to horror movies, I think people look at it as if it's not just super scary, then it's not a good horror movie. And I'm like, no, there's so much that goes into it. Like, does it fuck with your mind? Like, is the production of the movie good? Does the plot make sense? Like, I feel all of that goes with horror movies nowadays because, like, uh, remember the last, uh, not the last exorcism, but uh, the last Conjuring that they made, Conjuring 3? A lot of people said that was trash. It wasn't all that great, but it wasn't trash because the plot made sense. The horror may not have gotten everybody like how we want it, but it was scary enough and the plot was good enough. And I feel like Don't Breathe too is the same way you could poke holes in it but the you can no nobody can walk out of that movie and say it was predictable nobody can walk out and say it wasn't good because you didn't see any of that coming at all at the fuck off <laughs> i walked in thinking it was a prequel and i got that shit man i was completely throwing off my radar man uh, i agree with your theme what was what was your favorite scene from the film uh the water scene where they stepped on the water he knew what it was automatically <laughs> Oh, and and the the super glue over the mouth. That shit was raw. Like I, super glue over the mouth. I've never seen fire. nobody ever do that. Like that's that was some military shit. That was some military thinking with that. Yeah. I never seen that. Cause you see that he put that shit over his skin. And he heard that nigga come in. He was like, Oh yeah, I got something for your ass, nigga. Took the top <laughs> off. I got something for your ass, nigga. Damn, what was my favorite scene from this shit, bro? Damn. I, oh, ooh, ooh! It was that scene, bro, where she was. It was the first when the the thugs first walked into the room or into the house, mm. and she was hiding from them. So you seeing the one thug come into her room, and he lifted up the bed, and the girl wasn't under the bed no more. You see, as she is up craw crawling underneath the cabinet, like she yep. is up throwing like the watch in the bathroom, so he can go toward the bathroom. And then that's when we get into that whole montage of she, her getting on the stairs. So that was probably my favorite scene, her like evading the the thugs when they first walk into the shit. That was definitely my favorite scene. And um, favorite characters. Favorite characters. Mm. I know it's pretty up in your face. It's only featured characters. I was about to say it's only really featured people. I'll just say Norman, the the blind dude. I say him. He was just my favorite character because it's like uh, I don't know how to feel about you. This old movie. So you're you're the one leaving me most conflicted. Yeah, and I would say the the little girl, uh, Phoenix. I wouldn't be mad, bro, if they didn't make Don't Breathe 2 about Norman and the blind man anymore. If they made it about the little girl becoming a monster, I think that would be so fine. Like, what if this bitch just starts killing people inside of the, the children's home that she's in? And you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, uh, but she learned it know, from bro. her dad? Or that, like, that, I don't that'll know. That'll be a reach. That'll be a reach. I don't know. Be a <laughs> <laughs> I'm be telling a you, I can't go with that. They can they can pull Halloween stuff from this man when she when the little girl ended oh, up getting it from Michael Myers. They can pull it from it's that. Gonna, it's gonna lose its value, bro. The the moment you look at it and say, yeah, they got this from here, like it's it's downhill from there. That's what's been making it so raw because there's literally no other movie like this. That's so, true. What, once I see, and you're on the third movie at that, and you wait till the third movie to start pulling shit from other people, I'm like, no, I can't watch it. Yeah, man. But I, I definitely don't want to see the dude again. That nigga is definitely dead. And, uh, <laughs> for real. And what would you give the rating for this movie? Uh, I give it a nine. I give it a nine. 
Like I said, nigga, I'm giving it a 10, man. My favorite movie. I got to give it a 10, nigga. All the hoes, I'm giving it a 10, man. For real, for real. And uh, I think that's it. You got anything else on the movie? Nah, that's it. All right, bro. You can hit up with the social media. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at QANDE Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube at QANDE Podcast. And our Gmail is QANDE Podcast at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube, Q and Sign E Podcast, and subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar and definitely subscribe. And we appreciate you guys for listening. And we out. Peace.